Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm still mainly sat at home, you know, in a kind of state of flux, like, you know, not knowing if I'm part of Newcastle United or not, like, you know. I form the club up now and then, like, but they tend to put me on hold and then I get transferred to the ticket office or catering department, like, you know. I think there must be a glitch, like, you know, in the system, like. Talking of glitches, like, you know, I've never actually seen one. Have you, Bob? <laughs> well, the wife's still not talking to me, like, you know, so last weekend I invited my old mate Nat Lawrence around our house, like, you know, for Sunday eggs. I thought you might uh, cheer the wife up, you know, like, because she's had a soft spot for Mark, you know, and his tight metallic shirts, like. We go back a long way, you know, uh, and Mark wants to get me interested in insulation materials and rabbit husbandry. So, said he'd come round later and show me some pictures of his rabbits, from unusual angles, you know, to get me interested, like, and he would check the insulation in me loft, and I thought that that sounded excellent. <laughs> well, he arrived on Sunday, like, you know, around about midday, and I asked him, how was your journey, Mark? Not too shabby. I used the M6, then the A69, Took computer showed an average speed of uh, 57 miles per hour. Fuel consumption of 43 mpg. Pretty good for a two-litre petrol. Oh, how interesting. Did you have a little rest break on the journey? Or did you just plough straight through? Had a brief stop outside Carlisle, Peter. Barbara prepared me a flask of Campbell's celery soup, a couple of bread buns and a brown paper bag. Mmm. I... Uh... I like the sound of that bag, Mark. Yeah, a nice bag indeed. Although I was in and out of it very sharpish. I don't like the feel of brown paper. It gives me the shivers. Oh, dear, that is a curse. I love a brown paper bag, mate. Was it, like, you know, a soft paper? Uh, nice and, like, crinkly, wrinkly, rustly, rustly sort of paper? <sighs> 
Did send me a passenger seat if you'd like to come and take a look, PT. It got me interested, though. It was definitely crinkly in appearance. I don't remember any rustle when I removed the bread buns. Oh, well, well, come on in, mate. Let's go and take a look. I must say it's uh, already a memorable day. <sighs> so I put me puffer puffer jacket on and went to the curbside next to Mark's car and we stared through the window at the brown paper bag on the passenger seat, you know. Well, it's definitely uh, wrinkly and crinkly, Mark. Uh, would you agree? Oh, without a doubt, yes. <laughs> um, shall uh, we grab it and see if it rustles? Well, I'm a bit worried about reducing the ambient temperature in the vehicle if I open the door, to be honest. Well, I do know what you mean. I'll tell you what, you open the, the door, like, you know, and I'll grab it dead quick, and you shut the door really quick, and all, you know, like a bastard. So Mark opens the door, like, and I quickly grab the paper bag and start to crush it in my hands. Yeah, can you hear it, Mark? I think it is making a rustle. Well, it's hard to tell, to be honest, Peter. That puffer puffer jacket's making a rustly sound just as you manipulate the bag. Maybe that's the rustle we're hearing. Oh, dear. Um, so, well, why don't you uh, give it a go, Peter, Mark? I can't, Peter. I hate the touch of them, like I previously said. So I take off the puffer puffer jacket, you know, and I hand it to Mark, who puts it on, and which I thought was a bit cheating, eh? but I didn't say no. I give the bag a good old crush between my fingers and sure enough, we can hear a lovely crisp rustling rustle. Oh, fantastic. Lovely old-fashioned sound, that, isn't it? Really nice. <laughs> well, at this point, the wife suddenly arrives on the scene. Oh, dear. Shut the fuck up with that poxy fucking paper bag, you little shit of a man. And you know, she slaps the bag out of me hands on her uh, verge like. Oh, hello, Mark. How lovely to see you. Why don't you come inside? Peter is just about to cook some special Sunday eggs. Wow, I love your tight shirt, Mark. What's it made of? Zinc. <laughs> uh, they disappear in the house together, like, you know, and I, I pick up the bag and give it a cheeky little wrinkly, crinkly rustle, you know. Well, I'm not sure, like, if Mark's wife Barbara might want the paper bag back, like, so I fold it up and I put it on the back seat just in case. So a bit later, uh, we sat in the living room eating our Sunday eggs. I do, uh, on Sundays, I, I do a big mound of mashed potato, you know, like a volcano formation. And that sits on three fried eggs. I lob two porches down uh, the funnel of the volcano and then I top the lot off with an omelette. Hey, Peter, you thinking of getting back on the pitch? No, no, I'm not, Mark. Oh. It's just that with that haircut, I thought you might be trying to get into the Albanian football squad. Ha, fucking ha, Mark! That is a good old fucking kick in that clown's bollocks. I give him them piece of fucking shit haircuts with me kitchen fucking scissors. He looks a right fucking doyle.
and the wife and Mark stopped laughing the red, start laughing the reds off like you know. I'm not stupid, Bob. You know, I I know that they're laughing at me like. So, Mark, should I show you me loft after the eggs? You know, me current installation installation has gone quite dry and makes a nice crunchy rustle. You know, if you grab a piece like. Just like my fronties, eh, Mark? And I both burst out laughing again. So, I don't know what's been going on between Mark like, and my wife's fronties. You know. Hey, I brought my favourite rabbit down with me, Ungine. I'll go and fetch him from the car. So he goes outside like, and suddenly we hear him screaming and a wailing in the road. Well, it's awful because on his road is his rabbit flat as a pancake, like, you know, from being run over. Ungine! Ungine! My beautiful Ungine! How did you get out? I'm sure the back door was shut. You should have been safe on the blanket. How could this have happened? Well, ooh... Oh, well, Bob, I, I think you and I probably both know what's happened. Like, I forgot to close the car door when I put the paper bag in, you know, but I kept my mouth shut, like. Oh, I've got to get back to Barbara. Why did I come here to see you? I'll never forgive myself. And then the wife looks at me and says, I bet my last fucking pound that's something to do with you, you creepy shit. And them Sunday eggs were a fucking embarrassment. The porches were barely ruddy at all, let alone very fucking ruddy. And the omelette was as tough as a carpet fitter's fucking knee pads. Now fuck off out of my sight. Oh, one last thing. Mark's gone off in your puffer puffer jacket, so you'd better creep off somewhere warm, you total fucking fanny. <laughs> so I, uh, she goes back in the house and... I immediately noticed that the brown paper bag is on the road near Ungainy's remains, like, so must have come out with Ungainy. So here I am bobbing the laundrette, like, and I'm nice and warm, and I'm having a good old stare at the washing going round and round and round, and I'm having a nice crunchy rustle on the new brown paper bag. So I've got me joke book here in me pocket, like, uh, Oh, shit, Robert, you're in me puffer puffer. Mark Lawrenson's got it. Dog did it. Well, oh, well. Oh, I'll see you, Bob, anyway. One Peter Beardsley, the only one Peter Beardsley. Finally, you know, got the book from the tomb, mate, you know, so I guess I'll be spending lots more time with my lovely wife in the foreseeable future, you know. Things are actually a bit better between us, you know. She came down from her room the other day to watch police interceptors and she let me sit in the room with her. Well... You know, at least she didn't ask me to leave, as it were, you know, though I did offer, like. 
what they tend to do, you know, like I'm trying to win around late, you know, is I get up before her and I take a couple of porches on Weetabix into her bedroom for breakfast. She likes having a mug of bovril with them these days. She calls it a beef smoothie. It's very fucking beefy, just like my fucking night clouds. She always says, you know, and you see, good, good line she's got there. So once she's finished and I've collected her plate and mug and that and took them downstairs to the kitchen and washed them up and dried them and put them back in the cupboard and nip out for the morning. I tell the wife, like, you know, I'm, I'm going out networking, love, you know, see if there's any jobs going around like that, you know. Well, last Tuesday, this was actually true because I'd arranged to meet with Robson Green for a catch-up and a chatty-chatty chinwag, you know. We arranged to meet at the Rap Factory. It's a new place that was having its opening that day, like, you know. Oh, I tell you, Bob, the place is a sensation, like, you know. The chicken in the chicken wraps... It's so lumpy, it's like taking a crunchy munch out of the devil's causeway. Really lumpy, lumpy, you know, like a bag of doorknobs. Well, no sooner had I taken me seat than inbounds Robson Green, and he's singing. Oh, Rafa Bunny Eaters! Oh, Rafa Bunny Eaters! And he sees me like, and he sits down with us, you know. All right, Peter, sorry about you getting a highlight from the tune. Was it Mr. Benitez that told you you were out, like? Nah, I just got a letter from some bloke in the club shop, like, you know. Nice letter, though, saying uh, I was a good lad in that, like. Did it mention Rafa? No, not really. So, Robson, do, do you know of any, like, job opportunities going, you know, for a bloke with my profile, like? Well, there's a uh, new Albanian barber's opening in Biker. With that haircut, you'd fit in a treat, like. Uh, I was thinking more something in the media, you know, like presenting a show on the web or the TV or something like that, like, you know. Have you any particular experience or knowledge in that open field? Well, my main interests, uh, Robson, are egg cookery, particularly poachies, puffer puffer jackets and, you know, staring at stuff with my very keen eye. Well, did you used to stare at Rafa? What's your skin like? Is it uh, nice and smooth? Or is it a bit dry and itchy? Uh, I reckon he's got combination skin. You know, it's pretty greasy on the cheeks, but like uh, a bit dry on the forehead and the neck, you know. Oh, I'd put anything to have a feel on Rafa's pelt. I was just thinking, you, you know, there's never been like a cookery show by a footballer, like, and I wondered if your production company would like to do one with me. I've actually got a name for it. Oh, what is it like? The Peter Beadsley Cookery Show. <laughs> well, suddenly, Bob, there's a bit of a commotion behind the food counter, 
and would you believe it, there is Mr. Rafa Benitez. He'll be photographed deep in a magpie wrap for the grand opening of the wrap factory. Well, Robson goes full on bananas like and uh, rushes towards Rafa. Mr. Benitez! Mr. Benitez! Well, just before he gets to him, one of, one of Rafa's minders lamps him full on a goblet and decks him. And they escort him out past me, like, you know, and he, he turns to me and he says, Oh, it looks like I'll never get to check out Rafa's combination skin. Well, I uh, don't want to be associated with more trouble, like, you know, so I nick off home as quick as I can. I pop upstairs to check on the wife. Hello, lover, you okay? No, I'm fucking not. I've been thinking about that beef smoothie you fetched me this morning. It was definitely lacking fucking heft. <laughs> well, I used a good round spoon of bother, love, and freshly boiled taco, you know. Don't fucking my love me, you little fucking midnight creeper. Where have you been, anyway? Staring at shit as per fuck unusual. No, and I met up with... Robson Green, like, you know, see if he had any work opportunities. What, is he running a fucking Albanian barbers these days? Oh, it must be funny enough, no. I pitched him the cooking show for TV or the World Web. You on fucking TV? Have you taken leave of what very little fucking sense you actually fucking have? Yeah, I, I suppose you're right, though. It's not going to happen. Are you ready for your, your bargain on porches? <laughs> yes, I fucking am. And make sure they are very fucking runny and form five fucking perfect circles. So there you go. Today I'm at the retail park and a good old stair at the Halford's Loading Bay. It's very nice. I've got my joke book with me, so I'll give you a couple of old ones, like, you know, before I go, before I go, like. So there, there was a, a kidnapping at my son's school, you know. It's OK, okay though, he woke up eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I wonder, I wonder, like... <laughs> I wonder, will glass coffins be popular someday? Remains to be seen. <laughs> so, uh, Rob, I went to the doctor's, you know, and he said, don't eat anything fatty. I said, what, like, bacon and sausages and that? He said, no fatty, don't eat those. <laughs> so, well, I'll see you, bye-bye. Not too, too upset by losing a job like you know. I'm sure I'll be back like cause there's only one Peter Beardsley. One Peter Beardsley. There's just the one Peter Beardsley. <laughs> Oh, then, Mum. And uh, like, to be honest with you, I'm feeling a bit down in the dumpster there, like, you know. 
Your wife is uh, asleep on the sofa watching back to back border force New Zealand, you know, and uh, the house is very quiet, mate, you know. Raining outside, mate, so I'm having a bit of a session staring at the, the drops, you know, forming on my bedroom window, and then the drops slowly turns into a drip, like, you know, and I, I watch the drip journey down towards the cell, like, but on the way it'll bump into another drop to form what's now a much larger drip, like, you know, and uh, the record number of drips, you know, like that, I've collected drops before reaching the cell is four, four in my time, like, but maybe I'll see a five at the day, you know, and uh, might cheer us up a little bit there. And anyway, you know, to get out of the house um, yesterday, I went to the big pet shop, you know, on the retail park. It's a decent day out that night, you know, and it always cheers me up, you know, seeing the parrots and the rabbits and the puppies and maybe a cock or two. Like on the uh, bus on the way there, uh, I suddenly caught my reflection, you know, in the bus window, like, and, uh, you know, the haircut I have was just the same, lovely and thick and, and brushed into, like, a forward-thinking fringe, like, and a little bit like the Beatles, you know, and uh, a little bit subutio, you know, I suppose, and uh, a little bit like the entrance to car washing. I was um, instantly at that moment taken back to the first time I met my wife like in uh, Kinetics Disco in Gateshead. Like she caught my caught my eye from the booth she was sat in. She with a load of lasses from the meat factory like in in Wesley. She walked over to me. I thought, oh man. First thing I noticed was like a little bit of boiled eggshell, you know, hanging from her top lip, like, you know. She says, Oh, hello. I believe you're Peter Beasley, the soccer player. May I just say how much I like your fucking haircut? I expect it's lovely and cosy around the ears. Oh, yeah, thank you very much, Peter. Ooh, oh, um, oh, cool. Can I get you something from the bar, a drink, for example? I have noticed they're a very popular purchase. Oh, yes. That would be fucking smashing. I'll have a painter advocate <laughs> and a couple of pig legs, if, if you don't fucking mind. Well, we talked and we danced all night, you know, and she seemed like the most beautiful vibrant and kind lady that I've ever met in my life, you know. Uh, would you like to come back to my pod, um, pet? Like, I've got a VHR recorder, a new type of chair called a swivel, um, and I should warn you, I don't have any blankets, like, but the new device called a continental quilt. 
That would be sweet as fucking peanuts. Could you excuse me, though, for a minute? I just need to take a fart over in the corner. <laughs> so, when we got back to the flat night, you know, I put on some Kenny G and made myself a corned beef toasty. And by the time I was done, she was fast asleep on the sofa, you know, so... I had like all I could do was have a nice old stare at her, and I, I thought she looked like a princess, you know. But you know, like my princess, and and you, at that moment, she would be the, the love of my life. In the morning, when I woke up, she was sat watching uh, the World at War on TV. Morning, Peter. Have you seen this show? It's about soldiers and all that. And I tell you, it doesn't half pack a fucking punch. <laughs> uh, morning, pet. Can I get you any breakfast or maybe some other named morning meal? How kind of you, Peter. Would you by any fucking chance have a dozen eggs in your pantry? Because I don't half fancy a tin-egg omelette and a couple of boilies on your fucking side. Well, yet of course, Petner, I don't mind saying I'm pretty much daban when it comes to egg cookery, like. Well, I did her eggs and I'm not kidding, she more or less just poured them down her throat. Very fucking nice indeed. Firm but not rubbery. A nice bit of runny fucking muck in the centre. Then she grabbed me by the back of my head and planted a lovely moist kiss on me like like wet and sloppy lovely like kissing like a well-groomed cod so you know really comfy sit down on your fucking swivel lad oh i thought oh god have i overset the mark or something pat no you have fucking not quite the fucking reverse you're a good lad people and you're my fucking boyfriend now. Is that okay with you? Uh, mm. I said, is that all fucking okay with you? Uh, oh, yes, of uh, course, love. So, you know, we've been together ever since and uh, I do still see the same princess I saw that night from time to time, but not so much these days, baby. Anyway, I got the pet shop and uh, couldn't resist buying a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, one mouse, please. I said, and it was as easy as that. There's no foreign forms to fill in and that. And I named my mouse princess. And I just knew that we would become good friends like, you know. I got back home and my wife was just waking up on the sofa. Wearing the fucking name of all that lives on planet fuck. Have you been, you creepy little fucking clown? Uh, just out there, about love, like getting myself in the groove, you know, working on my feelings and me life goals and that. Oh, yeah, what fucking feelings? You haven't scored a fucking goal for nearly 30 years, you useless fucking laugh with. What's in that little fucking bag? I could swear to try the fucking gun. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
it's a mouse over there. Bought the mouse night, you know, to keep me company when you were busy watching the telly and that night, you know. A mouse? A fucking mouse? Do you think the fucking Americans carried out the tent offensive so you could fuck off out the house and buy a poxy fucking mouse? <laughs> no, no, love. Damn fucking right they didn't. So take that thing outside right fucking now and put it in your neighbour's fucking bin. If I ever see that, I'll smack it in a fucking <coughs> bin on you and back with a fucking house brick. <coughs> yeah, yeah, no, yes, yes, so sorry, love. So I popped a bit of butter in the bag for a princess and I took him round the back of the bins. And that, Bob, is where I am now, so. Oh, j- before I go, I, there's a couple of jokes that I have remembered. You might like to hear them, Bob, so. When he reached his sixtieth uh, birthday, right, you know, my granddad started walking five miles a day. He's seventy-five now. And we have no fucking idea where he is. <laughs> so the two old men, like right, you know, sat in in the library, like, and uh, one asked the other, "Have you read Marx?" Yeah, so yeah, I think it, I think it, I think it comes from sitting on these wicker chairs too long. <laughs> so I never thought my chiropractor would improve my posture, but my stand connected. <laughs> Not so good, Bob. There you go. Anyway, Bob, and see you, Bob, and I just opened this lid now, and see you, princess. Yes, yeah. Hope he's all right with his bit of butter. Oh, man, bump. Springtime is upon us, and I always think that is a happy and yet sad time of the year. You know, happy because it's full of like promise, you know, and new beginnings, but sad because. It will inevitably come to an end all too soon, like things do, you know. When I married the wife, I, you know, all those years ago, it felt like my life would be a permanent springtime uh, of opportunity and growth and that, but things have got uh, a bit pallid recently, you know. Dog This week, like, I uh, took my wife to her uh, sister Dorothy's for supper. <laughs> Me and the wife sat at the dining table whilst Dorothy fitted to and fro from the kitchen, you know, getting everything ready and that. I had half an eye on my phone, like, you know, for Manchester City versus Liverpool match. Put that phone away, you fucking ignorant fucking nomark. Where are you, fucking manners? Down the front of your fucking sweatpants like the rest of your life. And then Dorothy came in like, Oh, Dorothy, that cauliflower cheese looks perfectly nice. 
I usually brown the cheese off under the grill, but it's not a fucking problem. <laughs> Dorothy says. So Dorothy says, like, oh, I've done it at Italian way, like in the restaurants, but if that's too highfalutin for you, I can pop it in under the fucking grill. No, yeah, it looks lovely, Dorothy. Honestly, it's fine, just like that. And Dorothy left the kitchen again. How dare you undermine me in front of my sister, you fucking gravestone of a bloke. Fuck! No, but you never put it under the grill, love. That's not the fucking point. It's about marital fucking support, you watery clown. And then Dorothy came back in. The wife says, Would it be okay, like, if I swapped my seat, Dorothy? There's a bit of a draft here, and the view of the garage wall is a bit fucking dreary for my liking. Dorothy. Oh, I put you there because you insisted on that seat last time you came. But yes, by all fucking means, move. Uh, she's right, love. You, you know, you did insist on that seat last time, like. Oh, uh, it's okay. I don't want to cause a fuss. Jeremy, have you got some salt for the cauliflower for and cheese? Well, I did season it according to my Marco Pierre Fogan White's recipe, but I'm sure you know best. And then Dorothy left like. You did it again, you fucking traitorous clown. I'll lump you to the Palazzo Grandessian venison back by the road of fucking Chevron Avignon if you do it a fucking gun. Ah, uh, yes, love, um, no, sorry, love, like. And Dorothy came back in with the asparagus. Here's the asparagus, folks. Do prepare the tuck-in. Oh, it's tinned, I see. I know some people do actually prefer the tinned. Uh, no, they were fresh from Waitrose today, actually. Oh, Waitrose, I never go there, it's full of fucking snobs. Yes, you're very astor, aren't you, Wendy? Right, tuck in. So we all start munching and crunching on the supper and have a good old and I have a good old stay at the brick fireplace housing a classic cannon gas fire and featuring a lovely blast blender. Suddenly I, I hear the alert on my phone, so sneak a peek at me screen like, Oh get in there! Loris has saved the penalty. How dare you look at your phone when Dorothy has prepared you this beautiful fork and scran. Dorothy, Dorothy chimed in as well. Yet you, you cheeky little bastard. How one dare you go to yours outside by the garage. Wife, wife says, I quite fucking agree. Well said, Dorothy. Get out, you little fucking prick. And when you're finished, go and sit in the fucking car till I'm ready. Um, yes, love. Uh, sorry, love. Sorry, Dorothy. So, here I am, Bob, outside. Dorothy's out in the car, like, waiting for her wife and waiting for spring to kick into my life. I've got a couple of jokes, like, from my joke book, so I'll give them a go, you know. See what you think. So, I bumped into an old mate, like, and I asked him what he was up to. He says, oh, Peter, 
I prepare meals, you know, for homeless and addicts and drunks and that. I said, oh, it's charity work, yeah? And he said, no, it's Wetherspoons. So it's like this, like kids one, but inside, ain't they? Why do you never see elephants hiding in trees? Because they are so good at it. So my doctor told me to take up an activity like, you know, that keeps me out of the pub, right? So I've started smoking. Not so keen on that. I've maybe... My wife, you know, she texted me and she said, wish you were here. Yeah, she does that every time she visits the cemetery, right? Thank you, like. So, uh there you go, but wife will be out soon, like, so I'll sign off. One Peter Beardsley. There's only one Peter Beardsley. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Bob. So, I think the time has come that I talk to you about boiling the bag cod with parsley sauce. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's a chunk of cod meat about the size of a pack of cards sealed in a plastic pouch containing a buttery sauce with lots of lovely bits of choppy chopped up parsley in it. You pop it in boiling water for eight minutes and it's ready to plate up. So, there you are. Uh, I'm glad we've got that out of the way at last. <laughs> well, 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 it's uh, been a funny old way, you know. <laughs> On uh, Tuesday, I, I went to my favourite bus stop, like, you know, to have a good old stare at the estate agent's opposite. Well, after a couple of minutes, I was joined by another fella, like, about my age, nice puffer jacket, uh, a hint of rock and roll haircut, you know, like you often used to see on a bus conductor. Anyway, after a bit, he says... Oh, you're that Peter Beardsley, aren't you? What are you doing here? 
And I'm having a good old stare at the estate agents. You know, watching comings and goings, you know. What about you? I'm having a stare at the mini-market two doors down. Oh, I never thought of staring at that like. Is it a decent stare, you know? Oh, yeah, sweet as. Plenty of footfall, and if you're lucky, someone might come out. Then go back in, because they've forgotten an item. E.G. Household Bleach. I never thought of staring at the mini-market. Do you mind if I give it a go? No, be my guest, mate. <laughs> well, it turned out to be a tremendous stare. I even uh, got to see a bloke come out who had overloaded his carrier bag and it bust onto the pavement. We both made a note of what he had bought. Pack of rider, dark rye, two tins of pea and ham soup, hands, four bananas, fives, <laughs> bottle ribena, pack of headaches, and three balls of bird bird's pecking fat, you know, netted. <laughs> uh, pack of household matches. And, well, we both agreed it was probably the Ribena that had tipped the bag over its capacity. Anyway, like, after a couple of hours, I noticed he'd started fiddling with himself. So <laughs> I said, I said me farewells like, and went back home <laughs> to the wife. Uh, it had been a lovely session. So uh, next day, I'm in the kitchen counting out eight eggs and 112 marifats for an early evening pea omelette for the wife when she shouts out at me. Get through here, you creepy little bastard! So I rush through the jelly room and she has frozen a local news item on the screen. What is it, my darling? Is that you on fucking TV? There, next to that good-looking fella making him look shit! I ask her to play it on and I can tell it's me like and that bloke from the bus stop turns out he was an armed robber and he was casing the joint he robbed it last night and police are putting the pitch out you know with me as his accomplice well that's the last thing I need you know I won't have to trouble with a foreign lad you know love all I was doing was having a stare and a bit of chit-chat, you know. I don't even know the bloke. The picture is pretty grainy, love. I, I don't think you can tell it's me, like. Can't tell it's you. Who else in fucking Newcastle has got a haircut like a fucking hairy Stonehenge? I've told you to stop hanging around fucking bus stops. Someone's bound to have seen you. You're too fucking spooky to forget. Get down the fucking cop shop and explain yourself. Well, I get the cop shop and the robber fella is already there, handcuffed, like on the bench. I tell the sergeant my story, but he stops me and says, I've viewed all the CVTCVC footage for the last month 
and realise that I go there most days to stare at stuff and I'm free to go and all that and everything. When I get home, the wife is straight on me. I want you to fucking promise that you will stop hanging around fucking bush shelters, you dozy fucking clown! Oh, I promise, love. Is it okay if I hang around the retail park or on low walls or <laughs> sit in my car at the garden centre? Yes, that's fucking fine. Now, where's my <laughs> fucking evening omelette, you gloomy faced satchel of fucking shit? He's just coming, love. So, like I say, you're funny all the way, you know. Anyway, a couple of jokes, like, you know, from the old joke book. Just the old jokes, like, you know. Can you make me breakfast in bed, asked the wife. (laughs) No, sorry, love, I'll have to go to the kitchen. (laughs) The police came round last night and told me my dogs were chasing people on bikes. <laughs> Not sure, I said, my dogs don't even have bikes. <laughs> so I saw someone waving today, you know, and I didn't know whether it was me who waving at or someone else. In other news, I was sacked from my lifeguard job. <laughs> Sorry, I've gobbed. <laughs> Oh, anyway, that's our best <laughs> Goodbye, Bob Sauce. See you, Bob. One Peter Beatty. There's only one Peter Beatty. See you, Bob. All right, Bob. I listened to uh, the parsnips the other week when I was at the retail park, you know, watching the lads from Halfords pretending that they were mechanics, you know. It got me thinking about parsnips all over again. You see, I was obsessed with them. They're like pointy, conical shape and a wonderful beige colour for years when I was a teenager. I would always carry a parsnip in my pocket, you know, to have a good old stare at if I was feeling a little bit low. So... The tender and true variety is the most used in the UK. But may I give a special mention to the Albion, which is particularly pointy, and the Contessa, which has a lovely bulbous stub end. So I got to thinking, you know, about eating and that, and so I devised a week of parsnip recipes in my mind, you know, because... The wife won't have parsnips actually in the house, you know. She says this to me, she says, If you ever bring one of them pointy creased fuckers into this house, I will lamp you so fucking hard, your tits will harden, then shatter with my first fucking body shot. Oh, you know, message received loud and clear, love, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I won't be bringing parsnips in, all right, now. <laughs> So it's just a daydream, but I devised a, a week of a week with parsnips, you know, it's just a dream. Monday, parsnip ash browns. Deep or shallow fried, nice and crispy, crunch munching lovely, with a fried egg and a perhaps a topic for afters. 
chose the spicy parsnip soup. Very nice with the, the chub end of a thick sliced warbens. Wednesday, simple boiled parsnips with bird's eye boiled in the bag in parsley sauce. Nice classy dish that night. You, you would feel like Mike Hammer on a hot air balloon adventure. Thursday, roast parsnips and chestnut salad. And by salad, I mean egg and chips. <laughs> Friday, a parsnip and potato bake, served like in a pointy mountain manner, you know, like in close encounters. Or it's like a flat pie, you know, if you're dining with flat earth nutters. Saturday, curried parsnip mash, a taste of India, served with a nice pork chop or a tin kipper. Finally, Sunday, parsnip pilaf. Yes, parsnips and rice do go together, but they can cause night gas and midnight creeping, so you know, go easy. Uh, well, that, there you go, Bob. That's uh, just wanted to say hello to parsnips and uh, say my two pennies, so... I'll see you around sometime. See you, Bob. All right, Bob. Well, one thing is sure, and that is that life is a a very long song indeed. It's been a difficult week, you know, and it has left me a little bit down in the dumps. Time seems, uh, you know, to be dragging a bit. And the things I used to love staring at don't seem as vibrant as before, like, you know. And I mean, I, I get up and have a wash in the kitchen sink, you know, cook my wife for boilies. Fill up the peanuts, you know, for the flying birds. Take a broom to the front, front drive, you know. The Albanian fella next door is always up early, like, and in his garden having a ciggy, you know. We don't speak like, you know, but sometimes our eyes meet and he quickly looks away. Dog So, uh, wife is in hospital, like, you know, because of a dodgy leg, but I can't visit today, you know, because of what happened yesterday. I was usually I was allowed to go whenever I wanted, you know, because she's in a, a private ward, like. So, yesterday, I turned up, like, about 8.30, I reckon, 8.35, I'm not fucking sure. And she was just waking up. Morning, darling. Oh, it's you. Oh, what the... What do you fucking want? Sitting on me bed like a spooky fucking pervert. I was having a nice fucking dream where me and Mark Lawrenson were on a big fucking yacht listening to Fleetwood fucking Mac in our swimsuits. Uh, I'm sorry about that, love. Anyway, uh, I sneaked some grubbing like you asked, darling. Oh, I suppose you want a fucking medal, do you? For turning up here when I've looked after you every day of me miserable fucking life. 
Oh, don't be like that, Laura. I brought you hard boilers and, and a cling film onion for your breakfast. You know, like your, your store. How fucking many? Uh, seven boilers and that onion is a good size. Well, I started to uh, peel the hard boilers while she took into her morning onion. This is a shit onion. A fucking tasteless, watery fucking boulder of shite. Well, at this point, they were knock on the door. So I quickly took the onion off the wife and hid the food uh, back in my carrier bag. You say the wife is on a strict diet to help reduce the swelling in her leg bulbs, you know. It's some kind of nurse, you know, and he's got the wife's hospital breakfast. Nurse says, Hello, you two. Breakfast is served. Oh, hello, Stanley. How lovely to see your handsome face. First thing, you are such a tonic. Uh, two poached eggs on instant mash, just like you ordered. Oh, and may I ask, are the yolks very firkin runny, as requested, my little saucepot? Uh, yes, of course. Anything else you need? Well, you could get rid of this lazy, useless fucking dial for me. You're such a card, Mrs B. I'll see you later. So, uh, wife, you know, tucks into her porches like... Now these are proper fucking porches. As runny as fuck and they slip down me throat like a buttered fucking frog. Fucking perfect. Why can't you achieve this level of consistency, you horrible fucking dickhead? <laughs> No, sorry, love. I will try better when I get you home. Call that fucking home. It's a fucking tomb. Now passes me hard boilers. So I lay the, the peeled boilers on her dover, like, and she starts to tuck in. Suddenly the doctor enters the room and she sees what we're up to. What's going on here? You do know that she's on a strict limit of two eggs a day. You have been warned about this, Mr Beardsley. Oh, thank God you've come just in time, Mr Thompson. He strode in here like Rod Stewart at a hen party and started forcing me to eat his eggs. He said if I didn't, and I fucking quote, he would fucking bray me. Is this true? Uh, ooh, and, uh, uh, to uh, be honest, Doc, she told me... I had to bring them in. She said if I didn't, she would take a hammer to me feet. He's lying, Doctor. Get him out of here. I'll never get better with his fucking bed face in my room. So the doctor tells me I had to leave and that I, I couldn't come to visit unless I were contacted by the hospital first. So here I am down in the dumps wondering what the wife's getting up to with that nurse fella. I'm a bit worried about how she's coping, you know, without the eggs. Think I'll drive up uh, the retail park, have a look at the posters on the windows of Harvey's furniture. Maybe staples. That's usually a pretty good stare, that, you know. Before I get off, I'll, I've got a couple of jokes uh, from the old joke book for you, Bob. So, so I went to the doctor's, you know, got because I had a lettuce stuck up my ass. All he did was apply a dressing. 
Uh, I've been told that uh, crocodiles, you know, can go up to 15 feet, but I've never seen one with more than four legs. <laughs> My wife uh, told me I was too childish the other day whilst we were shopping, you know. I was so shocked I almost fell out of the trolley. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> one Peter B and C. Yeah, only one Peter B C. I'll, I'll see you, see you, Bob. Sunshine recently, and that always makes me feel a little bit sad. It makes me, you know, remember when I was a young lad playing football on the beach or chatting up the lasses at the fun fair. Happy days. Dog dirt. Anyway, uh, wife is back from hospital now. Has been told she needs to get out of the boat a bit more, you know, to help her circulation and reduce the swelling on her legs. So, uh, so this morning, like, I asked where she would like to go, you know, for a trip out in the boat, like. Well, if I'm with you, then somewhere where no one will fucking see us together. No, I don't mean like that, love. Don't you fucking lay down the lot to me, sunshine. Who do you think you are, Jeremy fucking Paxman? Uh, ooh, what about we go to uh, the fishmongers in Granger Market, you know, uh, get you a nice bit of Taliban. Taliban? You mean fucking Halibut? <laughs> you dozy fucking clown. No, I don't want to go to a sweaty fucking fish shop. With these pills I'm on, I'll spill me contents like a fucking top flush Kazi. Oh, okay, love. Uh, ooh, what about we have a drive down to the beach and have a little paddle? The cold salt water, you know, it might be good for your legs. Are you fucking serious? Do you want me fucking dead? The sea is full of shite floating up from Sunderland. I might as well smear my legs with fucking Alsatian cack. Uh, okay, no, there's no problem. Um, what if we drive up to Kielder Dam and have a nice bit of lunch at the pub there? And do what exactly? Stare at the fucking water? Count the fucking trees? Well, at least it'll be pretty fucking empty. I won't have to put up with people laughing at your fucking haircut. Does the pub do fucking eggs? <laughs> oh, have a look at uh, the menu online, love. Here it is. Uh, they do eggs benedict. So fucking elaborate. <laughs> uh, three egg omelette with choice of filling. Three fucking egg! Who are they fucking catering for? Fucking mice! Uh, Scotch egg and salad. Nah, just remind me of your big knackered fucking bullock. The egg will be like a little hard bullet. Fuck that! <laughs> oh, here we go, love. Here we go. Egg and cress mayonnaise sandwich. 
Cress! Fucking Cress! That will just remind me of the time you made me have a munch on that patch of hair above your ass crack! No, fuck that! Oh, well, that is all the egg dishes I can say. We could, you know, take a carrier bag full of hard boilers and have a picnic by the reservoir. Sit on the fucking deck with my swollen fucking pins. How did you arrive on this fucking planet? Did you sail on HMS Clown Show across the useless fucking sea? Uh, well, what do, what do you want to do then, love? I want to sit on my fucking sofa, eat a couple of porches on the hour every fucking hour and watch back-to-back New Zealand border force. I've got ten episodes backed up on the planner and the pull of them is very fucking insistent. Uh, okay, love, well, I'll get the first batch of porches on. And I don't want to see your fucking spooky face other than your when you're fetching the porches. Okay. And one more fucking thing. Yes, love. Make sure that every batch is very fucking runny. Uh, well done, love. So, Bobby, here I am in the uh, spare room having a good stare out, out the window and waiting to cook the next batch of porches. It's quite nice, really, but I'd best go. And, uh, I've got a couple of jokes from your joke book for your first night. I know you like that, night. So... Me mate Philip had his lip removed last week. Now we just call him Phil. <laughs> I put so much petrol in my car last week that I couldn't get in it. <laughs> uh, bloke goes uh, to the dentist and says, I've yellow teeth, dentist, what shall I do? And the uh, dentist replied, wear a brown tie. <laughs> so... That's a your few jokes, Bob, you know. <laughs> see you, I'll see you, Bob. One Peter Beardsley, and only one Peter Beardsley. See you, Bob. All right, Bob. I'm just sat in the spare room whilst we wait for... The man from British Gas to come down late and uh, fix the gas supply. We had to turn it off last night because the wife uh, smelled gas in the house, you know. Big problem now is that uh, wife's got a ma- massive strop on because she didn't get her supper eggs, her midnight porches or her morning soft boilers. And, you know, I haven't seen her this angry for a good, good while, like, you know. I did go and knock on the Albanian fella's door last night to see if I could use his microwave to knock up some eggs, but he, you know, he just stared at me as if I was an advert for a while and then told me to fuck off. So when I went into the wife's bedroom this morning, it was like walking in, you know, to that last out of the exorcist. And more scary, to be honest, if you ask me, you know. Morning, though, I've just had a, a text from British Gas saying they will be here any time between 8 and 12 a.m. Good morning. Good morning. How the fuck can it be a good morning when I haven't so much as had a fucking sniff of hot egg since tea time fucking yesterday? Well, you will be fixed soon, love. Uh, 
and I've got three dozen downstairs already a cook. Do you actually fucking realise how reliant I am on my egg intake? How do you think up I put up living with the dozy clown like you? Eggs, I use eggs to reduce the pain and their fucking shame. Don't be like that, lovey. Just uh, with your symptoms, you know, making you right. Oh, fuck off, you miserable prick. Why don't you go and stare at the length of fucking tongue and groove? That's all you're fucking good for. And at that point, the gas man arrived and the wife says, Let me fucking deal with this. So, you know, wife bounced downstairs right, and answered the door uh, while well, youngish fellow all nicely tanned up and looking really smart like in his nice gas uniform Hello love British gas uh, come to turn you on Oh hello there <laughs> you can turn me on any time you like it's been a while you know. come through and I'll show you where the media is could I, uh, could I get could I get you a nice cuppa and a biscuit selection? No, I'm all right, thanks. What about something a bit stronger? Maybe a sexy cocktail? I make one called Knickers on Fire. It's based on an egg for a nog. <laughs> no, I'm OK. Well, don't hesitate to ask if there's anything I can fork and fetch you. So the man tests the area around the boiler, like, you know, and... All the pipes, and he said he's not getting no, no reading for gas, but he agrees that there is a smell of gas near the boiler, like you know. My wife says, Here, let me have a fucking sniff in there. I've got a very sensitive fucking beak. I can sniff out a bad egg within minutes of it going on the fucking turn. Uh, would you like me to help, love? I, I don't want your legs swelling like and juicing up, you know. No, fuck off and sit on the stairs. I don't want you creeping about when I've got company. Uh, OK, Lori, I will do. Right, let me squeeze past you and there, uh, and I'll have a good fucking route about. No, then I hear a shout. What the fuck is your puffer puffer jacket doing in my boiler room? Point, you know, Bob, I realise I might be in deep shit. Oh, it fucking stinks! What's this in your fucking pocket? Well, I know straight away what it is. It's a selection of me pocket snacks <laughs> I'd forgotten to take out in me puffer puffer. More precisely, a crab stick cluster, a chicken wrap, and a corned beef slice. I should have fucking known it would be something to do with you, you fucking dial, you creepy, nasty little fucking spook. Sorry, Lola, I forgot about them pocket snacks I uh, left over from when I went to have a stare at the bus depot. Like I give a handful of fuck about your shenanigans. Now apologise to this lovely man of the gas for wasting his time. Yeah, sorry about that, you know, mate. No worries, just glad it's all sorted. <laughs> You're so kind and pleasant. Let me show you to your front door. I should tell your superiors what a gentleman you have fucking been. <laughs> no, he leaves, 
like. Why can't you be a decent, good-looking man like him? Now get in that fucking kitchen and knock me up an egg omelette with a couple of porches on top. I don't want to see your fucking wonky face again unless it's delivering me my fucking eggs. Yeah, yeah, I will do, sir. Sorry, love. So I'm, I'm back in the spare room waiting for Escape the Country to end so I can take the wife a tea time pan of scrambled. Oh dear, if only I'd eaten them pocket mates, you know. Anyway, I got a couple of jokes from me, old jokes book, you know, so I know you enjoy them, so. I went to the pet shop, you know, and I bought 12 bees. The shopkeeper gave me 13. I said, you, you gave me one too many. He said, that, one, that last one is a freebie. <laughs> I accidentally swallowed some string last night. I shit you not. Uh, did you know that uh, you don't have to have any training to be a bin man? Uh, just pick it up as you go. <laughs> See, Bob. One Peter Beardley. The only one Peter Beardley. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 